0: you're blocked by, by fear. And when you, do, when you don't have that fear, then you can do anything. The goal isn't to live forever.
1: The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding craves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry, so you can learn from us and grow your wedding business.
0: How is everyone out there?
1: Shooting all day? Edicude up the wazoo? Yeah, sounds about right. Well, Greg is a few weeks into being a father and not back in the studio, so... Apologies if we're not releasing to schedule, we're kind of running at half capacity. This is another special episode of Perspective in partnership with Way Up North for their 10th edition of the conference, which would have been hosted in Copenhagen, April 21st, 22nd of 2020, which at this point sounds so long ago. However, we were invited to be hosts of an episode of their podcast, which was a total privilege to be asked to do that. So thanks to Cole Roberts for allowing us to be hosts. However, we spoke to Remy of Maru Films, who was going to be a speaker at the event, but COVID really did a number on workshops and events in 2020, so the recording kind of fell out of date. There are still some awesome times and great information to be had in the conversation, and we will try to plan a follow-up episode with Remy in the future. However, without further ado, Maru Films. You're listening to the Way Up North podcast, hosted today by me, Simon. And me, Greg. Together, we are Cinemate, Scotland based filmmakers, and hosts of our own podcast, Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives. And we've been gifted the privilege of talking to one of my personal favourite wedding filmmakers, Remy from Maru Films. On this episode of the Way Up North podcast, we'll be talking about clean slates. But before that, I really want you to get to know Remy, who he is, and what he does. So, one, we can highlight how awesome he is in general. And two, so you feel more comfortable saying hello in Copenhagen. Greg and I really want to encourage everyone listening, if you're going to be at Way Up North 2020, come talk to us, come talk to Remy. We are open and just have a damn good time because it really is a fantastic event and we're so looking forward to it and I hope to see you there. But
2: before we get onto all that, something we like to do on our own podcast, Greg, what are we drinking? Well, here at the Cinema office, we've got some Minor Figures coffee. We're big fans of the Minor Figures oat milk. Mm-hmm. And we've got their Filter Roast, which is a double origin, rooted up in the Chemex. It's- yep, which is
1: badly placed behind the laptop. <laughs>
2: Have you got anything over there that you're drinking in particular?
0: What? You talk- what? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. you. What are you drinking, I, thought, I, th- I, I, I thought you guys were just talking to each other, man. <laughs> 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 that would be the worst
1: podcast ever.
0: Actually, I am without a drink right now. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: That's, that's fine. Well, you can run and grab something if you want.
0: I'll <laughs> grab some water. Wait, be right back. <laughs>
2: oh. How do you like the coffee, Greg? It's nice. It is quite tasty. I'm, I've, I've been drinking it most of last week, so quite used to the flavor. Is, is,
1: so this is what you've been brewing in the, in the office? Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not tasting new to me. So, we are very privileged to be able to host today's episode of the way up north podcast yes. thank you very much are you back remy okay
0: i got water <laughs> all
1: right cool
0: <laughs> some some good dutch water good dutch water yeah
1: <laughs> we are very excited about uh, the 10th edition of way up north how are you feeling about it i'm
0: yeah i'm also very excited um i also think like i've been to quite a few i've been to some of the first ones mm-hmm. and you know now being invited to talk on stage is, pff, it's incredible. It's crazy. Crazy <laughs> to think that I'll be standing there, you know. Is it—is it just going to be
1: yourself talking or will yeah. your wife be there as well?
0: No. So it will just be me because uh, Puyok, although she did some stage talks before, she doesn't like to do it. So yeah. she has done it. And then she said like, okay, I don't like it. You do it. And then <laughs> she's also with the kids. so <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, will, will she be at the conference at all,
0: or will uh, she be back home? Good question, good question. I'm not sure yet, because we have two kids now, and bringing mm. them along would, you know, complicate things. Yes. So let's see, maybe.
2: Okay. But you've I think
0: got, I think not.
2: You've got two kids now. I only remember
0: yeah. the one. Was it Nova? <laughs> Nova, yeah. yeah? Yeah. So we have one kid called Nova and one uh, Luna. Luna is now uh, 10 months old. Oh. so it's quite recent quite recent mm-hmm. so. yeah, 10 months that's a
1: good age you're starting to see their personality come, in, come into play must be quite nice
0: very true very mm-hmm. true it's a very fun age you, you start to connect with them a little bit more because they react on specific things and <laughs> you <laughs> can really see that she's like very aware of the things that are happening and that she can understand things that you're saying so I mean yes. it's amazing
1: and uh I remember all my kids at that stage, they were um, throwing stuff. That's always a fun yes. game. So uh, yes. toys off the tables or, you know, food on the floor. It, it's a, it goes everywhere. It's a very messy age.
0: Yeah, but she's not at that point yet that she's throwing with stuff. Okay. yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, but it will probably happen. Yeah. So how old are your kids now?
1: Oh, um, seven seven. At 5 and 3 now so quite wow, a, wow, wow,
0: quite, wow 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 yeah quite
1: a, quite a good age true
2: <laughs> so how's your how's your week been
0: <sighs> honestly this week has been like one of the craziest I had for the whole year yeah so I just came back from Australia mm-hmm. on Saturday, I think. Then I had my own workshop last Tuesday and Wednesday, and we're selling our house. So I thought, like, let's replace the kitchen Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm still doing a little bit of replacing the kitchen, and at the same time, we have a new house going on, uh, so have to arrange stuff for that. Then I have two other projects that are uh, well require attention. And Mm -hmm. then the backlog. So, yes, this was a crazy week. I'm actually sitting, like, between all the mess now of (laughs) the carnage of replacing the kitchen, which (laughs) is slowly coming to an end. Okay, well, that's good. How about you guys?
1: (laughs) Well, compared to that, we're we're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I I had a
2: very lazy weekend, I have to say. (laughs) Work-wise, last week was a lot of editing, just... crushing through the backlog we had quite a big project from september it was Mm -hmm. it was like a double wedding almost so that was pushing the the delivery date Mm -hmm. but finally sort of got to deliver it the couple loved it it was
0: good it's always always nice to
2: deliver a wedding film and get good feedback yes
0: (laughs) just delivering is also good Yes, <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> the definitely. feeling, and then and then getting the good feedback makes it even better, you know.
1: Yeah. So, so you mentioned uh, two other projects. Are you yeah. able to st- like? Are they secret projects or? No,
0: no, no. They are not secret projects. Okay. So, uh, what we're working on is our own CRM system. Mm-hmm. It's called Oktoa. Uh It's a at this point a very basic CRM system, and we're in the beta phase, right. so we're really testing things out. Uh, And it's, for the beginning, more or less aimed at the European market because I think, like, all the big CRM systems out there are not really focused on the European markets and our laws with tax and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, it's uh, yeah, so that's one project, which I'm very excited about. Uh, And then I'm working on another project, which is an external editing company, but then with some... Smart mechanics in there to uh, make sure that we deliver high quality edits. So yeah, yeah. So interesting things that we're working on. Yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, it was actually someone that was Mark Pekura mentioned the CRM system. he he said he was talking to you and he mentioned that because he works in here. As as intrigued by it, so I'm looking forward to seeing some of that when it's in a more developed stage.
0: I hope I hope that when we are at uh, way up north that uh, I can show a little bit of it. Ooh, uh, okay. The goal is to have a uh, at least public beta at that point. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we're really close. We're really close to being able to release it. And we've been working on it for about a year and a half now, so it's been a big project.
2: Cool. Mm-hmm. Are you are you doing a lot of the coding work yourself because If I'm am I right in saying you've got a computer science sort of background? Is that right?
0: I have that background. That's correct. But I'm not doing the coding myself on this one. So I most of my time I spend on uh, fixing uh, or uh, fixing or setting out the goals and how the user interface works and what kind of uh, features we want and how things should work. And we're with a team of three people, so we have one Uh, a full-stack developer, one designer, graphic designer, and UX, and I also do UX, and at the same time, I'm also looking into the marketing and sales part. So Mm -hmm. we have a nice team going on here, which I know for a very long time, because we had a creative agency together, and we we thought, like, okay, let's do this, let's do this, and let's move forward uh, with our own product, and we all got very excited about this, so we're all on board cool oh.
1: yeah that, that's very exciting I'm looking forward to, to seeing what what you've made
0: yeah yeah. I'm looking forward to see what you guys think of it you know yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see you know all the technical aspects how they work also with how when you load the service more with more people but we have a plan how to roll it out and we have now a lot of uh, we're working on people to really test it behind the scenes so in that sense, we really already know a little bit of what people, how people use it uh, and what the things are that we need to optimize. So before we even launch it, it will be uh, a well tested uh, platform where like at least 98% of uh, of the bugs are out of there. I mean, a full 100% will never happen, but yeah. 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 So there's a, there's a good plan on how to roll it out and that takes uh, away from the nerves. For
1: sure, I don't know how I'd feel. I feel every time I put something, I mean, I've not done anything technical, but if I was to ever put stuff out there, I'd, I always feel like I'm gonna have nerves. Anything it might be, but um, cool. I think so, that's
2: only natural. Oh, it
0: is natural, yeah, mm. it is natural, yeah, for sure.
1: So, I've <laughs> I was looking through your uh, I don't really know how to segue into this question, so I'm just gonna go just straight into it, right? On your website, it says that you love hot dogs, I do. Now, I'm a big fan of hot dogs as well.
0: So I That's just want awesome. to know,
1: what, what, what would be your favorite kind of hot dog? What makes, a, what makes a good hot dog for you?
0: What makes a good hot dog? Well, I'm not a very, honestly, not a very picky eater in that sense. <laughs> but if you have a good bun, I mean, the bun is usually underrated with a hot dog. I would agree. Mm-hmm. The, a good bun is very important. Then, you know, a good sausage in there. But I like to have it with mustard, ketchup, some pickles and uh, you have the fried onions. Oh, then it's like amazing.
1: Yeah, and that's honestly, it. I even
0: like. I and honestly, I even like the ones from the IKEA. So, oh yeah, <laughs> like like I said, <laughs> not very picky either.
1: Yeah, I'm, hey, I can never, I can never figure out whether if I get to the end of IKEA, the taste of the hot dogs are so good because I've it's like a competition just to get through at IKEA. It's yeah. such a slog, like rewarded with uh, this. Good hot dog. But yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm actually, in preparation for that question, Remy, I noted down my favorite hot dog. And oh, I have, okay. too, the combination of the mustard, the American mustard, and the ketchup with the uh, the crispy
0: onions. So I'm with you on that one. I, I'm going for the French mustard.
1: Oh, your French Ooh. mustard. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Dijon. <laughs> oh, Dijon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> And, Greg, well, what about you? I I, I asked. I've I asked never, you this off
2: camera, and you got really upset with me. I've never really thought of what my favorite hot dog is. <laughs> well, I'd, you would say I'm not picky as well. Similar. <laughs> All right. Just yeah. Fine. Hot dogs are fine. I don't Any strong opinions on them. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm
1: just uh, you know, hot dogs are great. That's why I want to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good uh, question. <laughs> absolute nonsense question, but but I enjoy it nonetheless. Um. We said this uh, off the podcast, but just so it's on air, congratulations for winning the best videographer and Europe's best wedding video, or not winning, Finalists. becoming
0: a finalist, sorry. Finalist, we didn't win it yet, you know, we got to beat <laughs> you guys first, <laughs> and but, uh, some but other yeah. people.
1: But yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: Uh, you guys too, you know, congratulations with that. I don't know which one, I could, sorry, I don't know which one. <laughs> best filmmaker best it's wedding a, film uh, wedding,
1: video. That, that best was wedding video best wedding video yeah
0: it's similar right it's similar
1: yeah, yeah. but uh, I was very surprised to be honest when, yeah. we, when we got the show I was like what with you guys well it's Ricardo? well deserved
0: I mean you guys do good stuff so it's, it's well, nice
2: to be sort of up there in good company with yourself and Ricardo it's, yes absolutely yeah.
0: so next year you're going to be on stage or next edition <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That
1: would definitely push us out of our comfort
0: zone. Who knows? Have you, been, have you ever talked on stage?
2: I've not, because I'm really scared of like public talking and all that stuff. But Simon did something at one of the events in Rotterdam. Uh, he
0: did one of these 10-minute oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, talks yeah. in between.
1: Yeah, that 10 minutes felt like an
0: hour. Really? But yeah, no, that I was, always uh, feel the other way around. Oh, like really? An hour feels like 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: Clearly, that's just a professional talking.
0: No, it comes. It comes <laughs> with experience. Just do it. Just get out there. Do it. Face you your heard, fears.
1: You heard the man, Greg. Oh. Let's do it. Clean oh. slate. Clean <laughs> slate.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's amazing that you don't like talking in public, and you have a podcast. Yeah, You can hate <laughs> because that's the safe. Microphone. That's a little bit <laughs> safe. That safe for, true. you know. Yeah. that that is true. That is true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could. Maybe I could do the talking, and and you could do the laptop. Or the the face. You could do the pushing (laughs) of the button, change the slide. Yeah, and I'll just give you a wee nod. Change the slide. Or
0: the or the sign language. Or the sign language. Translations. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's get into a bit about you and Maru Films. So, in your own words, who who is Remy, and what do you do?
0: Good question. Who <laughs> am I? That's that's something that I'm I'm struggling with for uh, for no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, going a bit. Does deep anyone? In this episode, <laughs> does anyone really know?
0: <laughs> does anyone? Yeah, I mean, it's such a loaded question. Who are you? And you gotta and you gotta answer it in a couple of sentences. Who are you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess you are you are the person, or you become the person through all the experiences that you've done. Yeah, so. I'm a, a father of two. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> if I stay I stick to the to the facts. I'm a husband to my wife, just married for four years. We've been together for almost sixteen years.
1: Wow, has it been that long?
0: Yeah. That's almost amazing. sixteen years. I am a ser- serial entrepreneur, I guess. I mm-hmm. I really like to 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 start stuff, to do different things, to challenge myself. Yeah. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I I guess I'm very much optimistic or maybe a little bit naive when I start things, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: I'm not afraid of doing it. I'm not afraid to fail, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can't do the same thing too long. So I keep changing things that I do. So, okay. Yeah. I guess that's a bit of a description, I guess. Yeah.
1: I like it a lot. You said you like to start things. Do you also finish them?
0: Or do you just... Uh, finishing is, is harder. It's the hard yeah. part. Like the starting... Uh, the starting is always like more exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very much like you. I, I start things and don't finish them.
2: Yeah. And a lot of the time it's hard to define where the finish is.
0: Yeah, exactly. sort of thing.
2: You're getting too deep on today's episode. <laughs> You're getting
0: well, too I deep. Well, I guess when you... S- for example, selling a company would be finishing, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only one real finish and that's death.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that one is certain... <laughs> that
1: one is the only certainty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, how, how did how did you start being a wedding supplier? Then a, a wedding filmmaker.
0: Um, we started in 2012, and the company I started together with my wife Puyok, mm-hmm. who is not here with uh, with us at the podcast because she doesn't like that kind of stuff.
1: yeah that's fine she's too scared it's fine you've already (laughs) yeah
0: he doesn't care honestly (laughs) um and uh we started in 2012 but way before that we already did some video of our holidays and uh i got into filming car events i did that for a few years and then our friends saw that we made uh, a video or we made videos of car events and they liked it so i guess that's where it started because then the first year we filmed four weddings. Right. After okay. that. So
2: and did you have any opinions on wedding films at that point? Had you had you been avoiding them or were you
0: No, no, no. Oh. I didn't even think about it at that point. I was just, you know, even the car events wasn't that serious. I did get paid for for them. I did get asked for like some like big car brands at that point. Which was nice. But yeah, weddings, I didn't know. I, I thought it was, like, fun to do it for a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really have an opinion other than at my, sister in, uh, my sister-in-law's wedding. They had a, a videographer, They're like the Uncle Bob, and I think he gave the <laughs> tape to them afterwards. So, But even then, mm-hmm. I didn't pay so much attention to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we saw a friend of ours who got married in Japan... And he asked this guy from the Philippines to film his wedding, and his name is James uh, uh, Jason McBanoa, right. which is like a really, really, really big name, like, like yeah. one of the founders of wedding cinematography as we know it now. So that was actually one of the first films I saw from like wedding films that I thought like, oh, this, this, this is interesting stuff, you know? Let's mm. let's do something like that. Um, so that that was the reference that we had at that point. Yeah
1: very cool I'm just thinking back to an old workshop where we saw someone's first wedding film do you, do you have any of those first wedding films that you ever shot
0: like with what here
1: like no, no no not like do you, do you keep them in record like how, do you oh, have yeah, the opportunity yeah, yeah. to look back at them have you ever yes. looked back at them
0: yes I think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah regularly right, like oh, part really? our, yeah part of our workshop we show our first film oh fantastic yeah to get <laughs> for people to get an understanding of you know where we started yeah years ago i think people people get the motivation out of it you know especially seeing how not so good it was the first ones
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well everyone needs to start somewhere yeah yeah but but, yeah i uh, do we still have our first one i think we do don't we yeah 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 it's shot back on the sony ex (laughs) ones oh man
0: professional
1: oh oh, absolutely (laughs) I think yeah. we even had a, a Lettuce 35mm adapter oh, at the wow. time. Did we use that for... I don't know if
2: we ever used that for weddings. Oh,
1: That was a beast, that thing.
0: <laughs> that was uh, the <laughs> thing that you wanted when you were filming with uh, with the camcorder. Mm. I looked at that thing also for a very long time. It's like, oh, look at that cello that's a field. That is so <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: I know, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, so long so, ago as well.
0: Yeah, Be- yeah. And then I, I just, I just zoomed in with my game because then you had a little bit more shallow depth field. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I got, I got it. Mm-hmm.
2: So you mentioned it's yourself and your wife. Do you always shoot together
0: as a duo? Uh, well, since the last. Two years, I think. The last two years, uh, not every single time, and actually the last year, not at all. So okay. the last year, I've been shooting myself with uh, with different shooters, and before that already. So we are also like we're building a team now with uh, different shooters.
2: Has that been a transition due to the growth in the family?
0: Yeah, mostly. Yeah. So that that made things. A lot different, and uh, Piok also not wanting to travel too much, and at the, and, and at the same time, it's also I think a a, a good transition because we also can send a, another team now to a wedding when we're already booked, so you don't miss out on uh, double inquiries. So yeah, that, that, that's very helpful.
1: How do you do with clients who might be expecting you or, or your wife to be shooting, or do you just let them know? Is that
0: you no, know, no, the first that books books us gets gets me basically uh-huh. and my wife is not shooting so that's not that's not part of the equation so yeah if i'm already booked then i will tell them like okay we can film your wedding but i'm already booked so i'm not be able to do it but we have a very experienced team which can mm-hmm. help you out cool. and then in the end with film with film i think like 25 percent uh, of the film is decided by what you shoot and 75 uh-huh. percent is decided by how you edit it so yeah uh, I think I think for, for filmmaking that's a little bit easier than compared to like photography where it's like seventy five percent what you shoot maybe even more eighty five percent what you shoot and 50 percent of the editing yeah
1: definitely and, and so you edit all the films
0: yeah yeah more, yeah, more or less so yeah. what we do Mexico? is uh, uh, what we do so we both edit so we have this external editing company that we're uh, working on building. But they basically help us with the calling process, so we oh, yeah. save time through that. But we still uh, keep the, like the how do you say, it? like creative direction within our own hands, and we will do always the well. Follow- it's not only the finishing touches. Like sometimes you know, with everything having laid out, it's still our creative process in the end. So uh-huh. to maintain the same quality level, obviously.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, so what makes uh, Maru film then? Like, what What? Are the aspects for when that you focus on? Or is there anything that you try to pull out in an edit?
0: What we really focus on is, like, the story of the couple and okay. the vibes of the day. Like, the the emotions of the day. Is it fun? Is it, uh, is it more, you know, is it emotional? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we put that into the film. So we really look into, like, what the couple, how who the couple is. But at the same time, we try to uh, put in like proper storytelling from beginning to end by using the the, uh, the theory of story, which is also being used in cinema, and books, and everything. Mm-hmm. And we apply that to, to how we build our story. Mm-hmm. And we're really looking into like character building, the plot, uh, things like how we can build the suspense and things like that. So there's a lot of time and effort we we put into our films and. Mm-hmm. In the, yeah, in the end, we can really explain every single thing we've done in the edit. Yeah. Every That's cut, cool. every transition, every, you know, sound effect, we can explain. So uh, there's like a lot of rationale in our in our films. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we try to, ki- you know, we keep the, the feeling in there. And I think this is a little bit the yin and yang where I am more rationale. And then Pyok is more emotional. Right. So, yeah, okay. I, I take care of the rationale, she takes care of the emotions, and it's always a mix of, of the two of us when we are editing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's quite a collaborative process.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well,
1: that must be quite nice, actually. Because yes, that's, that's totally that's totally the opposite with he, with me. Like I, I yeah. so I I edit all of our films, and Greg manages more the
2: the, the business end of the business. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So know. usually after filming a wedding, I'll get the project ready, all synced up, and everything, and then hand it over to Simon, and I won't see it again until until it's done. I need to review the films yeah. to deliver to the client. I was gonna Which, say
1: sorry. I said until it's done. It's never done because there's always a mistake in there. <laughs> There's not one film, True. maybe maybe one in the in our whole existence yeah. where I have completed a film and there's not been a glitch. No. The or first uh, <laughs> export is never the final one. <laughs> do you do you suffer from that as well, Remy? Do you do you export yeah. a
0: film and there's always a always something? and I re-export it. I sometimes like export the same film fifteen to twenty times. Oh, thank God, it's not just me. <laughs> it's like oh, it's so frustrating. And it's like oh, and you watch it again. It's like oh, no, that white balance on that shot is really. <laughs> off or the sound oh it doesn't roll off nice enough there and -hmm. it's like oh maybe the timing is a little bit off i think one time i spent like three days on a 15 second trailer and then my (laughs) wife told me like stop it yeah and i could continue i could still continue it's like okay yeah this is insane
2: (laughs) yeah so would you classify yourself as a perfectionist
0: oh for sure yeah. And it's frustrating. You know? But then again, it's also, you know, you got to know... I think as a perfectionist, you got to learn, like, okay, it's it's not reachable, but, you know, get as close as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within absolutely. limits, within limits. You know, there's there should be someone that tells you, like, okay, it's done now. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Stop.
1: So in terms of the story, do you ever, do you ever find... The term, like, story or being a storyteller, does that have, like, bad connotations now? Because I, f- I maybe felt like a year ago it seemed to be, like, not the coolest thing to call yourself a storyteller because everyone was doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But Yeah, I know what you mean. But then I think, like, are you not wanting to call yourself a storyteller because it's uncool or is it because you're not? Well, I don't know. But I, I
1: I suppose it would be well if everyone's calling themselves a storyteller. Do they really know what telling a story is? Because I'd maybe look into their work and I wouldn't see it as I clearly actually, I, as maybe you know others would if it was there at all. I'm I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, well, um, I think everybody is a storyteller. Everybody okay. is a storyteller. Every, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Like every single human being is a storyteller. But the question is can everybody tell an engaging story or not so yeah. in in a sense like calling yourself a storyteller doesn't say anything because everybody's a storyteller but the but the difference is like is your story interesting enough for people to watch or mm-hmm. to listen to or to to hear to you know and that, and, yeah. and that's and that's the big difference but honestly i don't care like personally i don't care so much about trends or what people think you know mm-hmm. because if we if we do that too much then we 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 move away from what we think we are or what what we should be, uh, and we're we're letting ourselves uh, be defined by, you know, by trends or what, yeah yeah or things you know
1: yeah no a hundred percent and uh, I may want to get onto that a little bit later in the podcast because obviously we will be talking about a clean slate but um, I, I I do wanna I, I do wanna. Um, get you to tell us more about this uh, film that you put in for the Europe's Best Wedding video Do You wanna, you want to tell that? us a little about about that wedding, about the, the, the film about what you're going for with it
0: yeah so that is the wedding of Veronica and Jönet uh, they are actually also wedding filmmakers themselves so um, right that but yeah you know that's always a challenge to really create something <laughs> uh, that lives up to their expectations. But in a way, you know, sure. they also get an understanding of what they get, so that's that's helpful as well. Mm-hmm. But with their wedding, um, the very the interesting part about their wedding was that it's very it was very sort of a mix of two worlds where you had like these very explosive party moments. Mm. and moments where you know it was a bit tense and people were nervous and like very emotional and that was that was the challenge also with this film that we thought like okay so how do we mix these two things together where you know you have the explosiveness of the party I mean even during the day they just during the prep they just went out and just have fun put on the music and started dancing yeah and you know, there were also moments there that she she saw herself in the mirror and she was very emotional. <laughs> uh, and then the vows were also very emotional. It, it was really like a roller coaster in the day. So
1: yeah, we sh- and it, everything seems so genuine. I, I think that's one thing I loved about this film. It just seemed genuine. Every, every part of it, because you're right, totally different energies throughout the whole thing. But everything just felt so real. You know, I, I really engaged with it. It, it was it yeah. was really lovely.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's something that we really strive for, you know, to, to keep it really genuine and really... Well, I mean, in the end, a wedding film is uh, an historical document that needs to last for a very long time. And, mm. I mean, if you focus only on the shoot part, then, you know... What is the what is the value then? I think the value is, is more in the interaction with the people, the friends, and uh, and, th- and things like that. So we wanted to put a lot of that in there, but at the same time also focus on the couple, obviously. Uh, yeah. So it's always finding that, that, that balance in there. But I mean, the wedding itself had a lot of real moments with their parents and their friends. So... That, I think that makes it really really helpful to to make it the way or the way that you you mentioned. So
1: yeah, that was really cool. Plus the 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 first look moment was was really nice as well. Yeah, I really uh, one I really liked the way you framed the was that a barn or, or the building there with, with the groom waiting. Yeah, and the, you d- you did something interesting with the edit. Now I'm not sure if this was like purposely done on the shooting day, but. During it it cuts from oh or you 've got the shot of the 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 first look over the bride's shoulder, and the camera just tilts down ever so slightly and it it quickly like turns into her walking down the aisle. It just seems such a smooth like transitional moment, but almost like almost like an accident, but edited really perfectly was it an accident or was that intentional that transition if you can remember this very specific moment in this very specific film. <laughs> They I'm it through uh, honestly. Trying to get I'm, look, to it. I'm
0: looking <laughs> looking it up. <laughs> was it three minutes. Three. <laughs> I, yeah, three minute you know what? Nine. I should. I, I should have had a time marker on my notes. No, I'm, I I'm have looking told at you. it now. No, that was purposely. Oh, so, okay. It was lovely. Yeah, I think yeah. it's uh, uh, the uh, three minute twenty five. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I'll tell you. So what happened there was my my second shooter was standing. If you look carefully you see the shadows of them on the left he was standing mm-hmm. in the frame during the, the first be- look yeah well this is okay. we do the first look we this yeah so yeah we we sh- we shoot it multiple times yeah this okay. part but uh, but he was standing in the frame and I had this gimbal shot from the rear and I told mm-hmm. him stand on the left but then he, st- he stood there and I was like okay go 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 away uh and then he moved away and then this shot worked, but then I moved the gimbal down again to do the sort of the reveal shot that I had in mind a little bit closer. Yeah. So I wanted so the idea here was to mix the first look with the first well, the sort of the the first time at the well, the first look at the ceremony.
1: Yeah. So the we walking were tra- down aisle, yeah.
0: yeah, so yeah, walking down the aisle. So we transitioned between those moments and I like mm-hmm. to sort of transition these kind of shots together. And yeah. I, I, well, at the beginning, I probably didn't do the cut like that. And then I saw like, okay, the camera moves down. Then the next mm-hmm. shot, the camera also moves down. And I like to to look into these things and connect them together. So you yep. get like a like smoother transition between the two. And it's, you know, it's just about uh, timing the cut in, in, a, in a proper way, so. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's these little things that just give a film the edge as well. That yeah. most viewers like the couple and well, maybe this couple being filmmakers will notice, but most couples won't notice these minute details. Yeah. But it's what it's what we all sort of put the extra effort in for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And and I think maybe they don't notice it like uh, consciously, but they will notice these mm. things subconsciously. They're yeah. like, "Okay, it feels so smooth, but I don't know why or" yeah uh, and I think that's you know as a we as filmmakers that we have the power to to do that kind of stuff and uh, mm. put put in like sometimes I put in these small Easter eggs in these films where <laughs> like there's small things that we do like maybe something happens on the beat or something yeah. uh-huh, where, you, yeah. where you don't know it necessarily, or like small transitions where there's something hidden in there so We don't tell the couple, we don't tell the couple, but, you know, it's sort of like to see, well, if they notice it, then, you know, they'll have like a fun time that they discovered it and we have a fun time just doing it. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, the the other guy that does does some editing for us, Tom, he always puts like a hand clap or something synced to a a beat. And it's like a game when I'm reviewing the films. I have to try and find it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's similar to that, I guess. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I think like a good filmmaker, like a filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, has a good story. I mean, all the other stuff is extra, extra fluff or extra stuff. But you know, a good sto- a good film stands by itself through a good story.
2: Yeah. Anything yes. else
0: doesn't matter. Like you could, you, you can have uh, a film with the most beautiful transitions and a poor story.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: in a few minutes you'll, you know, you'll say, "Okay, I've seen this." But with a good story, with no transitions, no cool transitions, you uh, you will still be engaged watching the whole film. And mm-hmm. th- and the thing is, good story is timeless. Transitions are not, you know there was this trend of transitions uh-huh.
1: um, and you're right. They, they were kind of forced in and that was that. But when there's a narrative, when the transitions meld with the narrative, uh-huh. you know, like, like you did, you paired the first look with the moment of the walking down the aisle and you came in, you came in and out of those scenes perfectly. And it told the story of, you know, this really emotional moment on, on, on two different occasions that were almost similar, but not quite the same. And having them to parallel to one another just emphasise that moment beautifully. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Sto- story is absolutely key, but uh, when, you, when you're able to just um, use to, yeah, transitions to, make it flow, to yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, and I think, and I think, I think everything helps, you know. But everything is um, is sort of mm, with the thought. Of the story, and then if you mm-hmm. can create a smooth transition between, like space and time and things, and uh, I mean that's all very helpful. So yeah, and I think it makes it more even even more interesting. Hmm? I yeah. think that's Not what understood. it's about. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think at the core of things, you're right. Story has to be there, and there is maybe some new filmmakers when they start getting into it, think that it's all about using effects and transitions and stuff. When really,
0: mm-hmm. but I think with a lot of people that it's the understanding of proper storytelling first. Because I see some people they 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 see a film and they say, "Oh, there are vows," so there is a good story in there. And I think like no, I mean it, I mean if you have vows in there, I mean it doesn't mean there's a good story necessarily. Huh? Mm-hmm. So then then it clearly shows that they they don't understand what a proper story consists of uh, out yeah. of so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like putting the time and effort into really understanding that and it, it just, it goes further than wedding films. It goes to like commercial work, but also maybe also how you structure your site or your social media or just, or a stage talk, you know, even a good stage talk is revolved around a, a good storytelling principles. Mm-hmm. If if you if you go on stage and you talk endlessly without a goal, without people understanding what you're going to talk about, uh, or you give give away everything already in the beginning, then you know, unless it's really if all the stuff is like super interesting, like, but why would they pay attention throughout?
1: Yeah, what, there's an audio book that I'm listening to about marketing, and it talks about the reason why people buy things. It's not mm-hmm. the things that they're buying; it's more. It even goes beyond the experiences that they're buying for. It's like their yeah. deep, deep why.
2: Mm-hmm. It's probably start with why. It it might Simon be that,
1: Cynic.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's, it sounds very much like Simon Sinek, Yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, yeah. It
1: start with very the much, why, and uh, it's very much what you're saying. So, yeah. w- so with that in mind, w- when you're taking that much time to craft a film, like, well, h- how much time does it take you to edit one one of your films?
0: um mm, between one week and three to four weeks like a short okay. clip depends mm-hmm. like sometimes you go really crazy and or you're stuck or something sometimes it goes it's like really it's like a smooth process and you know yeah. what's happening and then it's like okay it can, be, it can be really quick like even less than a week okay Uh, if you you have everything in so sometimes you uh, you're at the wedding you already thinking like okay maybe i should structure this and maybe the plot like this and then like this and then we flow into these different things it's like okay yeah if i lay it down and i find the music and it's like okay and then there's still like a lot of decisions you have to make while cutting but then you have the big story already in your in your mind that you want to lay out Mm so and sometimes you don't. There's sometimes like, okay, where do I find the interesting story parts? How do I structure this? You have to listen to the whole ceremony, mm. to the whole speeches, to like everything, yeah. and like figure it out. So
1: And then other times you've got those fifteen seconds of, of video that just take three days.
0: <laughs> not sure if that was really worth it, but it was a fun exercise, <laughs> I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh. Let's go into the, the overarching theme for this edition of We Up North is Clean Slate. Clean Slate.
0: So what, clean Slate. What does that mean to you? Clean Slate. Um, quite honestly, I'm, it's, it's almost like the standard I live by. Like I said, I like to start new things. I'm not really afraid to yep. start mm-hmm. from scratch. And I guess I'm sort of addicted to the progression of things. And once things are you know, stabilizing, then I feel like, okay, Let's, let's do something new. I need to do something new. I need to right. get that excitement of starting with a clean slate from scratch. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. And I think it's, it, it's all about being very positive. I watched this documentary, uh, from, uh, about Bill Gates and, uh, it's on Netflix, it's a pretty good documentary. I like it. Yeah. And there, they also talk about like what kind of people. Uh, start these kind of companies or really start to do these kind of things you know and they they're mostly people that are like, overly positive because if you're not overly positive and you, you start to doubt or think about the things that you know could go wrong, then obviously you will not start yeah. over or do something do something else because you you're, um, you're blocked by by fear. And when you, do, when you don't have that fear,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you can do anything because you just think as yeah. anything is possible and you will make sure that anything is possible. You'll go into it and then you'll face things. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's harder than what you think it would have been. And maybe it's not going to work out the way that you envisioned it, but you're then solving little problems rather than thinking about the big problems and i think i think yeah. yeah that that's my thought on like clean slate
1: i would uh i would 100 agree with you fear stops us from from doing new work new j- just from being ourselves i think i think fear holds us back so i don't know we so we met a few years ago yeah at, um oh, hey, I rotterdam i think for
0: love's sake for love's sake yeah sorry no worries oh my
1: goodness how did i forget that don't worry. And uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we actually went to that workshop because we started, we were doing really well in business and we kind of let things slip over a few years and suddenly, you know, we, were, we, we just ended up showing up at weddings and going through the motions, you know, because mm-hmm. we had started off making a certain kind, type of film and our clients obviously saw those type of films and that's why they hired us. So it was the kind of that client expectations that put I felt just put so much pressure on me that I had to just do the exact same every wedding, you yeah. know. And it's it's a very I probably probably shouldn't say this to to everyone, but it was, it was such a, a crippling fear I I used to have in just going to weddings and and doing the motions and I became so unhappy. Like it was un, it was unbelievable. So I mean, yeah. And and then I remember going to that workshop and just I just felt so much more open after hearing everyone else's experience and and dealing with these issues and you know just the way that they describe going to weddings and just playing around with stuff during a wedding i thought that was so 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 beautiful Mm -hmm. and when i started doing that oh my god i started to really love my work i started love going to weddings man it's such a good job but i do i I still remember that crippling fear you know it's funny because like it's always good to be Contemplative and to be able to look back, um, because our past can help us guide where you know where is good to go. But at the same time, it, that fear of change can stop us from doing the things that we love. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, oh, that's that. That's how yeah. I feel about that. So every time I go to a wedding, I try not to think about past weddings or past clients. I look at the client and I'm just there in the moment, and that's you know I feel creative and and, and that's when I feel like I do my best work.
0: Yeah, um, well, that yeah, well, that's but good. Yeah, but you know, but you have to
2: go yeah. through it. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, we've been doing this ten years now, so mm. you're obviously going to find yourself in a rut at some point over yeah, those years, for and, sure. As you say, everybody will go through that at some point. It's just can you push through and find that sort of excitement and reinvigorate your why, as we were mentioning before? Yeah, yeah. Because making a wedding film is so important, like it's a big day in people's yeah, lives yeah for sure it's more than a day even yeah that, that was another thing on your loves uh,
1: list on your website that you said you love change you're gonna yeah. chase it and you right and that I mean it's quite obvious that you do chase the change you know it's very clear in your films but was there ever a moment that that you had that you remember feeling like you were kind of unable to be creative to your full capacity or did, we, did you ever go through those kind of struggles yeah, yeah of or
0: course or yeah, be able course. to remember any of them yeah, and I think mostly has to do with external factors, like being stressed, being being overworked. I think that that's the big biggest differentiator for you know against creativity. And it's, yeah. it, I mean crea- creativity is is about doing new things, about creating new stuff, exploring new things. So, I mean, it also has to be part of you to. To be that like that every every time, and I think that's the same thing with change, you know change is doing new things, being creative and not wanting to do the same thing over and over again. I think that's also what what make what keeps it interesting, otherwise you cannot do this for such a long time. if you keep yeah. doing the same thing, yeah unless unless you're the person that can do that, which you know I think is admirable, but yeah, I can't. I have to yeah, do different not, not things authorized. all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I th- yeah, but it needs time. So when when you don't spend the time to do it, then I think it, it that's where you know it. How do you say that? Uh, it costs. It takes away from your creativity. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe in a situation where they're struggling with finding a change
0: in their work or anything? Try something. Yeah, try something new challenge challenge everything that you're doing and quest question everything mm-hmm. and especially like in wedding filmmaking i think if you want to do something different is already try to use different music that is such a such a differentiator already that that makes your process already so different and your films in the end so different that you have to think about things in a different way mm-hmm. or or start doing personal work yeah personal work that you that you really care about I, I think you know in a way that opens your eyes
2: yeah there's okay. a lot of people that we hear sort of talking to us and they say that they're scared to change their films too much because they're thinking of their their sort of back catalogue and what people have seen and they're expecting for them yeah. work yeah i, can, like I can imagine you need to just sort of make small changes even and as you say if you do a personal project yeah. you put that out there the but then what's the worst
0: it. thing that can happen? Exactly. What's the worst thing that can happen that the client doesn't like it? Then you change it. Then you change yep. it, you know? And then you can still keep mm. the version that you want. Do you, do you have many of those type
1: of clients that come back to you with, with revisions?
0: No, but it happens from time to time, yeah? I mm. think especially when, you, when you're pushing the boundaries of creativity that much, not everybody's going to like what your vision is. So, yeah, that, it happens. Again, it comes to fear. It comes to like the fear of mm. I don't know not being accepted or that the client doesn't like it, but you don't know. You don't know until you try. Maybe the client loves it Then they think like, "Oh, this is the best thing ever."
2: Yeah, that's I did true. not
0: expect it from you, but this is the best thing ever. If you think mm. that that's the best thing to do, then do it. Mm. You know, and it's again, it's like the fear of of not doing it I mean, and then you have to think about like okay what is what are the implications what's the worst case scenario if you fix it in the end you know maybe it's more work maybe it's a little bit more yeah. work but that's why i say you know you need the time to be creative mm-hmm. uh, but in the end you can still make the client happy
1: so i i feel like that was a nice uh, that that was a nice way that we approached the idea of a clean slate mm-hmm. imagine that you were to start, you are a complete newcomer to the industry. Let's just wipe everything you've done wedding-wise off the board. How would you approach the wedding industry as a newcomer nowadays? Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I really appreciated way up north for was the fact that they address different skill levels. Mm-hmm. So maybe if someone's coming to way up north and they've, you know, they've maybe shot for a year, but maybe they're still getting into it. You know.
0: Well, I, th- I think in the beginning, you're probably figuring out what to do, how to, uh, what's the best way to move forward. I think workshops are a good thing to do. Invest in that rather than mm. gear. I mean, you can do so much with so little gear nowadays. You don't need all the gear, but all the knowledge that yeah. you can get now through workshops is incredible. And it will, you know, kickstart you. Uh, with all the knowledge that you don't, that takes you years and years to accumulate, or like conferences or things like that. So I think that's a good one to do. But at the same time, you have to, as an entrepreneur, you really have to think like, okay, what are the issues that I'm facing, and how do I solve them? Uh, and I think yeah. with that attitude, you you can come very far. If your problem is like, how do I get bookings? Then you have to figure out like the issues uh, that you're facing right now. Why are not getting bookings? First of all, you need to be seen. So make sure that you're on point with your marketing. Spend money on your marketing. Don't be afraid to spend money on marketing because in return you will get more money. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the common mistakes for people that they think like, oh, I don't want to spend money because I don't have that much money. But you need to spend money to make money in a sense or be really smart yeah, or really smart about it. Then also get an understanding of your of your client base or your the people that you want to be your clients and what kind of uh, what kind of uh, people they are, what kind of things they like, where they hang out, and things like that. Or hang out physically or, or or online, and I think it's all about these little things to figure out. You know, there there's not there's not one way to, uh, to building your business. There are so many ways, but it just, it comes down to working hard, putting in the time and effort, and also not being afraid to, you know, spend money on, on marketing and things like that. So, and ultimately, especially with wedding stuff is your work. If you make, if you start making unique and exquisite work, it will be your marketing tool. So.
1: I'm saying we we're kind of in a privileged position where we actually, it's part of our job, that we create all all of our social mm-hmm. media content. You know, True. not not every wedding supplier is in that position, so we're we're very fortunate. So you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, what would your advice be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, networking, like yeah. like really seeking out and working with the people who are in your local area. Or in your country, if you can tr- f- travel around uh, and just you know talk to them, work with them as much as possible, give them shout outs, you know I- incorporate them into your lives and into your work as much as possible because you know they're uh, they're such a great
2: resource for help and inspiration. Yeah, um, and that's that's also that comes with going to sort of events like way up north is out with the talks. You also sort of network with loads of. Other people in the breaks and start to sort of hear mm-hmm. other people's views on the industry and yeah, building mm. that community is really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Marketing is is a big one as well. But yeah,
1: any advice like anything else, Greg, that you're thinking of that I haven't said?
2: I, no, I would echo everything that's been said there. Yeah, definitely. It is scary for a lot of people when they are in the early stages of business mm. to invest. But it's definitely something that you have to do. And as you say, the more you invest, sort of if you're doing it right, you'll see the returns. So
1: um way up north, I, I just want to encourage people out there to speak to as many people as you can. You know, like these can be your your friends, if you let them into your life, inspiration. Um, feel free to come up to, to Greg and I and in, in, in chat. We're absolutely open to that. Hopefully Remy is yeah. also open to that.
0: For sure. Yeah, excellent. Okay. For sure. <laughs> yes. Come and talk to so us. So, um, Actually, one of the fun things is that uh, I think it was way up north where, where I met Ricardo Fasoli for the first oh, time. Uh-huh. And uh, we, uh, we've been in contact ever since, and we've been, like, sharing referrals. We've been hosting workshops now together and things like that. So, yes, I mean, way up north, that's where it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you been to Copenhagen before? Uh, Drove through, but not, not in, in the city, no. Yeah. You? Okay.
2: I'm really... No, I've not been, but it's been on my list of places to visit. So I'm really excited to go. Yeah. Made, like a google list of coffee shops and stuff to try out mm. uh, yeah
0: that's cool and we've
2: decided to extend the stay by a couple of days don't tell my wife mainly mainly because <laughs> she thinks she's think she just for work
0: yeah <laughs> uh yes she does does she listen to the podcast <laughs> no she's she cutting this out
1: <laughs> no no she, she 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 knows that we're staying a few days yeah yeah yeah, but,
2: um, yeah, yeah. You know, mainly
1: mainly to recover from the party Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: It's going to be a good
2: one. Just enjoy yourself. In fact, what's
1: the theme this year?
2: Don't know. Mark's still to announce it. Oh, for the party? Yeah. I don't know.
0: I wasn't
1: wasn't quite ready last year. I wasn't sure what to expect. But I will be. I will be this year. That's good. (laughs) So, um... Obviously, for people listening, you are one of the speakers at Way Up North 2020. You want to tell people a little bit what to expect from your talk?
0: Um, or do you want to keep it a surprise? A surprise. I'll you talk about do you the clean slate things. Do, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's, not really, it's not obviously not into the details of wedding filmmaking, but we will cover some things. But it's bigger than that. Bigger.
1: I like it. Excellent. Um, so where can people find you on social media like, or if you're, if you're doing anything else feel free to, to shout out those things
0: uh, well they can find us on uh, marufilms.com uh, Maru Films Instagram YouTube, Vimeo Facebook, all the places TikTok yay. don't, don't <laughs> have a lot of stuff happening there yet, but um, how, well, h- how, how are you approaching TikTok? that's, th- that's the big question I'm now approaching okay. it like Instagram because then I don't have to create the double content, but I haven't figured it out yet. So,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: and does not be that has not been very effective. I think TikTok should be a little bit more. Yeah, it is its own platform, so yeah, yes, it's one that I
2: think everyone's trying to work out how do we how do we approach this? Do we need to? I think it's you definitely got to experiment and try it out, but yeah, nobody's quite sure how to use it yet <laughs> no.
0: no so yeah and then for the CRM system people can go to octoa.com uh, sign up uh, there now to be one of the first people using it um, so yeah cool cool yeah.
1: well thank you very much for taking the time Remy to be with us recording this Way Up North episode
0: yeah it was a pleasure and thank
1: you <laughs> it, it was a pleasure thank you very much for letting us into your ear holes everyone we hope you enjoyed this episode of the way up north podcast and if you did hit subscribe button to wherever you listen to this episode leave a review at the way up north podcast I don't I don't know where you would leave a review on your podcast player on your, po- you on your it. podcast just <laughs> iTunes. iTunes is always best iTunes, just leave a review because Cole will like us even more and uh, yeah and uh, obviously, we want to grow. We want to grow the conference. I think the conference is sold out, but we hope to see you it's there. It's not sold
0: out yet. I think,
1: is it? I, uh, according to Mark, it's sold out. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I know. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah so well, yeah, it was we hope sold to see you out there, and then they
0: went to a bigger venue. Well, let us let, yeah. say let's say a uh, call didn't update me. <laughs> <Updating> <laughs>
1: cool that's shocking yeah. not updating your speakers absolutely <laughs> disappointing
0: yeah so maybe it's all anyway, out so maybe not yeah if you can um, still get tickets we'll, then get tickets
1: <laughs> if you can get tickets definitely yeah. get tickets because it is a blast you'll learn so much you will be inspired i i know i was the first time i went and i will be back every year i think as long as it's on as long as it'll happen it's good it's
0: good it's yeah, a lot yeah great fun. conference no I can still yes, buy a so ticket I think or not add to card are <laughs> you trying yeah. are you trying try <laughs> ch- yeah I can wait you- I think I can still buy tickets oh okay Mark, Mark. now Mark's got yeah. well, misinformation it was sold out Mark. it was sold out and then they upgraded the venue and I think there's still some spots left oh. so
1: <gasps> well even better
2: yeah well Come if you're join listening us. and you've not got a ticket check the website out for the latest news
1: yes Well, thank you very much again for listening. Um, Like I said, leave a review to help grow the podcast. However... In In the
2: meantime... Enjoy your life.